what is present, with how much of myself can I be present right now, what stands forth as, as maybe dominant aspects of my embodied experience. So much of the beginning of a retreat is recalibrating, making some effort to acknowledge, to gently massage the attentional focus that may be spacey, it may be numb, may be dissociated, may be mildly obsessed with a particular aspect of my experience and just gently knead and massage and redirect body, posture, sensation, bodily sensations, tone, breath. So Also acknowledging how foggy is it, how awake is it, how diffident is the climate, you know, how uneasy, uncomfortable I am with change, posture, schedule, movement in and out. Just kind of sort of a parental kindly, ah, this is how it is. Come, come here, look. This is interesting. Now we're doing this. Not coercive, but also not spacey. Sometimes our attentional focus needs support, needs both being received in its intentionality, you know, the nervousness or the sleepiness or the itchiness maybe, and encouragement actually, gently saying, okay, now is not the time to figure out my life. Now is the time to feel where the weight in this body goes. Do I sit on both of my buttocks in equal measure? Do I feel my sit bones? Is the weight going discernibly on my sit bones or slightly before my sit bones. Can I, with the help of my sense of proprioception, feel whether my shoulders are above my hips? Maybe there's also other impulses. Some part of us just wants to pull up the blanket and hope it all goes goes by quickly without hurting too much. Notice this impulse as well. That acknowledgement Jaya spoke of, noticing what's there. Noticing what's there doesn't mean affirming impulses. It doesn't mean um, saying every impulse is good. 
Being non-judgmental does not mean that we're non-discerning. We're quite well discerning. And we acknowledge some impulses are more useful right now than others. The non-judgmental part is primarily a non-judgmental part when it comes to non-judging the pleasant over the unpleasant. It isn't, it isn't a content statement. It's a statement on pleasantness and unpleasantness. So I am willing to be with whatever my current experience presents. I'm willing to give my kindly, discerning attention impartially. So acknowledge tone in your body, lower part, upper part, symmetry, Acknowledge rhythm of your breath. Very simple things. Is my in-breath and my out-breath of equal length? Possible. But there is no guarantee that this is the case. Should this be the case? No, not really. That's not interesting to kind of become Procrustean about the way we breathe, but it's interesting to notice how it is. The specificity of it is highly interesting. Attention can deepen more easily when it is specific. Yeah. So we make use of this little principle and identify particulars, specifics. That's easier to start when we relate to our own experience, when we can connect with specifics in that experience. Weight, contact, the amount of touch, the coolness of a, a draft on the back of my hand or in my neck, the warmth of my hands, of which I'm not sure whether it's the thighs that are warm or the hands that are lying on these thighs. Then let us acknowledge for a moment what is dominant in the field of somatic experience right now. There's likely things that are more dominant than others. So let the mind drift open for a moment and just hover. What is the most dominant physical sensation right now? Is it my weight? Is it a knot in my left shoulder? Maybe my stomach is rumbling. Maybe I feel my forehead or just how labored my breath is or a nice and fuzzy patch of warmth in my belly. Whatever it is, let us acknowledge the 
dominance of that experience. Maybe you experience nothing as dominant. That may be because all is beautifully impartial. It may also be that you're just simply asleep or dozy. So that may need acknowledging as well. If that's the case, you can do a number of things. Open your eyes to start with. Pinch your leg for a moment. Redress your posture so that you sit truly upright. Deepen your in-breath. There's countless little intervention strategies you can choose. And by many, many impulses are helped through our non-reactiveness, through our non-enactment of that impulse. Sleepiness is very different. Sleepiness needs to be responded to. Otherwise it just wins, begins to settle in. So when you notice the mind is sluggish, fuzzy, you will probably need to intervene in some way, in some skillful way. Just willfully pulling yourself together doesn't help, or it helps only for 10 seconds, and then you oscillate back into a probably even deeper sleepiness. So you need a skillful vitalization of your sati, of your mindfulness. Sometimes it helps to just move it through the body rather than trying to get precise. You're getting it mobilized. So just think of a little kid, six months old, eight months old, using its little hands, moving through the body, this kind of little soft padded baby hands, left side, right side, left, right, just gently massaging your mindfulness into mobility, kindly, in encouraging ways. See whether it wakes up, see whether it can be vitalized, whether it can be massaged into friendly vitality. If you can, settle on the breath, follow Chaya's instructions, seeking continuity of attentional focus. We're all attentive, but it's generally a little episodic and topical, so the magic lies in getting this attentional focus to be more consistent, continuous, sustainable. So use the dynamic sensations connected with breathing. We're not actually watching our breath, we're more precisely we are feeling in the body the sensations connected with breathing. The breath just comes and goes. What we attend to and what we stay with is the sensations of breathing as they arise and as they increase, as they decrease, as they taper off. So while the breath comes and goes, the attention seeks an anchor area, 
six spot. Smaller, bigger spot, maybe the size of a hand if you're in the belly. If you're at the nose, obviously this is smaller. That is your anchor area. That is where you keep coming back to. That is what we might consider as plan A. This is the area where I keep returning to. Plan B is what you do when you notice the, that you're not in this part of the body. When you notice that the, the attention has drifted away somewhere. Strays into the many, many discursive dimensions. Into past and future. So plan B is when you notice this and have come to an agreement with yourself that you bring back attentional focus to plan A. Very simple. Sounds simple. To actually implement this, it takes a little practice, gentleness, a willingness to actually do this. It cannot be understood. It needs to be performed. Some things we learn not by understanding, not by getting. Some things we learn simply by doing. So try. Please befriend the breath and its sensations, your posture. And allow yourself to truly arrive here. Truly take stock of what you bring to this, what's happening, how it feels, and whether you can establish an increasingly conscious relationship to the content of your experience. Remember, the content of your experience will always be of much, much lesser value than your capacity to be aware of that content. This may be intellectually insulting. As contemplatives, you will notice to trust this process increasingly. So, let us practice well.
Take a moment to take stock what your attention is doing, where your mind is at, what's happening. How does this feel? Can I enter into conscious embodied relationship with this experience? The first of these questions takes me back into the present moment. Not a magical now, but a present moment, a span of time. The the second asks for the specificity of this experience. How does it feel right now? There will be a body tone, there will be a mood, an affective flavor, there will be some pleasure or displeasure. There will be cognitive activity. Let us acknowledge these dimensions. Our encouragement this stage of practice is that we focus on the somatic, on the bodily, on the physical sensation aspect of this experience. Can I acknowledge how sleepiness feels? Can I distinguish the painful sensation from my reactiveness toward it? Can I acknowledge where in the body I feel stable, grounded, calm, where I do feel ease? And then let us return to the breath. Humbly coming back, humbly beginning again, reorienting to arising, the change while it persists, disappearance as a phenomenon, pause and re-arising. Friendly, an affectionate attention. Redress your posture if need be, lengthen your spine, Use your breath, as Chris suggested last night, to nourish yourself. Find this quiet buoyancy that the breath instills and 
connect this to posture. So as if the breath actually supports your posture, opens spaces, vitalizes the tone in your spine, brightens the mind. If you notice yourself slinking into things, gently intervene. Don't just hope it goes away. Open your eyes, redress, align, deepen your in-breath.
Again, take note what your attention is preoccupied with. If necessary, bring it back to the posture, bring it back to the breath. And let us try for those last two minutes to stay in an undivided way with the somatic experience of this body sitting here breathing. Good, we'll be working on your smile. It's time for some walking meditation and uh, I suggest you do exactly as Jaya told you. Yeah. So we'll meet back in here at 11.30 for a last sit this morning. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.